We have laws here that protect aliens who have a credible fear of returning to their own country. If we can establish this fear with you, then the CBP will be forced to begin expedited removal procedures, bring you to an immigration judge, and let you plead your case for asylum. Asylum? Mm -hmm. Asylum. Unfortunately, the courts are so backed up with asylum cases that the soonest you get before a judge would probably be six months from now. Yes, and we would have no choice but to let you go for those six months. It's the law. You'd be released. Right. You would be free to wait in New York until your court date. But believe it or not, most people, they never show up before the judge. So I go New York City? Uh-huh. You can go to New York City tonight. But you only get to go if we can establish a credible fear. Fear? Mm -hmm. Fear. 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 From what? Well, that's the best part. It doesn't really matter what you're afraid of. It's all the same to Uncle Sam, okay? So I'm going to ask you one question, Victor, and it's a simple question. And if you give me the correct answer, I can get you out of this airport tonight. So I answer one question. Mm -hmm. Go to New York City. Uh-huh. Tonight. 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 Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Do you, at this time, have any fear of returning to your own country? Uh, no. Okay. Let me try it again. Your country's at war, Victor. Yes, yes. Okay. A war. There are men in the streets with guns. Political persecution. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. And God only knows what could happen, right? Yes. Innocent people are torn from their beds and thrown into jail. Yeah. On, Tuesday, right? on Tuesdays. Yeah, it's, I hate Tuesdays. Yeah, it's hard. So you're afraid. From what? Krakosia. You're afraid of Krakosia. Krakosia? Mm -hmm. No, no, I'm not afraid from Krakosia. I'm a little afraid of this room. <laughs> okay. This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Hey, we did a little longer intro this time. Uh, you know, uh, no, I just think the whole country's out of touch right now. They don't understand any common sense. They don't understand any common sense. You know, uh, we uh, I had that the first scene was from the terminal as uh, Tom Hanks is coming in from a country that lost its country, its government, while he was in the air flying to New York City. And the uh, the guys at uh, Customs in New York in uh, JFK Airport are trying to figure out how to get him out of the airport because he can't go back to his country and he can't come into ours because his passport's bad. 
and they're and you know what? What does that remind you of? Something that's going on in uh, in the, at the border down in San Diego right now. Hey, you know what? All these people came in and we're coaching them what to say. I don't know. That just doesn't make any sense to me. And uh, and then the hypocrisy of what we saw. I'm I, when we talk about uh, our new uh, CIA director. I'm gonna talk about all this stuff and try to tie it all in together. Try it all and try to tie everything together and make it make sense, or uh, make it uh, obviously that somebody doesn't make sense. But uh, before we go on, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender, located in Southern California, offices all over the place. If you're interested in getting involved in the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll free area code 855 855- 640-2020. If you want to talk, you want to get in touch with me, but you don't want to talk on the phone because you don't want to talk out loud because your neighbors at work are going to hear all your personal stuff or you're actually, your boss is going to find out that you're stealing time from, from him uh, doing your personal stuff. Uh, wait till your government mandated 15 minute break or your government mandated uh, lunch break or your uh, government mandated uh, time off whenever you're not doing it. Or your personal time or your sick time or whatever else the government is protecting you from uh, being productive for your employer. Um, And uh, go to WCCLoans.com, www.wcclons.com. You find all kinds of mortgage information there, but uh, go to Loan Center, click on Apply Now. Give me as much information as you want to give me. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back from myself or one of my talented teammates. Uh, Eric Marquez, Alex Rojas, Cody Bradbury, or Aaron Fredericks, and we will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Whether you're looking to refinance a house you have, buy a new house, get a reverse mortgage, any of those things, if you're not clear on what the best decision is, call us. We'll help guide you towards what's best for you. And that's the secret. You know, I don't sell anything that uh, everybody else doesn't sell. Every other lender, you know, every other 30, 30 lenders in a half mile radius. What's the difference? Difference is I'll steer you towards a decision that's right for you, not what's best for me. Um, if you hear anything on the show you want repeated, or you can, uh, or you want to play it back, or you want to hear it some other time, uh, you can get the podcast on edhoffman.net. E d h o f f m a n dot net. Click on uh, the podcast page, and you can hear this show as well as several past shows and a couple of special shows um, on demand. Or you can also get the podcast on um soundcloud or itunes where you can actually subscribe for free have it download to your computer your your cell phone your um your your ipad your ipod your whatever and that you listen to podcasts on and and listen on demand anytime you want follow me on social media at ed hoffman on twitter facebook.com slash the main event at hoffman is our Facebook page. If you hear something on the show you want to comment on, man, what are you thinking, Hoffman? You're you must be uh, on drugs or something. Or you want to say, uh, hey, I'm with you 100%. Or, hey, did you think about this? You should add this to your next show. Listener hotline is 855-640-2092. 855-640-2092. So let's talk about what's going on. Um, the Trump administration made two major foreign policy achievements this week starting with pulling out of the Iran nuclear agreement, the uh, the deal that Obama administration struck with Iranian regime in 2015. 
for those of you that have forgotten, because I know our uh, our memories just aren't as long as they used to be, and uh, some of you guys are, I mean, some of you youngsters that might be listening don't remember because you weren't interested at the time. Uh, so hopefully you've crossed over. So now you can. Now you're learning. Yeah, have you have you noticed that things start making more sense now in in American history than they did in eighth grade when we were in uh, American history class? I don't know. I know we listened to all this stuff. I knew we learned all the stories. I just don't remember them the same as I do now, uh, as as I'm learning now. So we have to go to uh, we have to see it in movies and we have to go to Broadway musicals to learn about what uh, Alexander Hamilton did. And we have to. Uh, we have to listen to the main event so I can explain history. So here's what happened historically three years ago. The Obama State Department under John Kerry, uh, Lurch as I call him, uh, claimed the, uh, and for those of you that are under uh, 40, you don't know who Lurch is, but it has to do with the Adams family. Um, uh, so the, they, under John Kerry, claimed the deal, cut off every pathway that Iran, that Iran could take to develop a nuclear weapon. But the deal allowed Iran to continue developing advanced centrifuges, and the 10-year sunset clause cleared the way for the, for Iran to begin assembling them as weapons by the year 2025. So basically, we just put off the inevitable. Hey, you can make all the parts, you just can't put them together for 10 years. Uh, well, it's true that the U.S., Russia, China, Germany, France, and Great Britain would have the ability to inspect any suspicious Iranian sites. The deal required that these nations give Iran... 24 days notice before inspections, giving them, giving Iran plenty of time to hide anything they were developing. That's right. That was not a, that was not a misprint in my, in my plan here. I thought maybe it was, I thought maybe it was a misprint in the original agreement when they said 20, maybe this, Hey, we're going to give you 24 hours notice. No, it's 24 days. Well, you know, wouldn't you like to be able to do that? Hey, you know, we're coming over to, to do a, uh, a uh, serve a search warrant on you to see if you got any drugs at your house. See if you got any illegal weapons. See if you're harboring illegal illegal aliens. We want to want you to pop open your trunk as you're coming over the border to see if you're smuggling anybody. But we're gonna send you notice 24 days ahead of time. What couldn't you hide in 24 days? I don't know. Rolling back sanctions was never tied to Iran, Iran complying with the deal, meaning Iran got massive amounts of economic relief without being required to prove that they were adhering to the terms of the agreement. And this relief was to the tune of $150 billion. $150 billion gazillion dollars delivered in cash on pallets of, of, of uh, green stuff. And I think some of it was green and some of it was gold. But they delivered it in cash. It wasn't a wire transfer we could pull back. It was cash. The relief, the relief could be used to expand Iran's destabilizing influence in the Middle East, including the funding of Iran's terrorist proxies like Hamas, Hezbollah, Bashar al-Assad, and the Houthis, the Houthis in Yemen. Not Houthis in the Blowfish. The Houthis are different in Yemen. But they're a bunch of bad guys that Iran is... Uh, is given money to so they can go uh, kill people that aren't Muslim. Uh, even after the agreement was signed, Iranian supreme the Iranian supreme leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, not Khomeini, Khamenei, said the, that Iran would not change its anti-American policy. As we as we remember the, for those of you that remember it, we saw we saw film of them uh, protesting outside the building where this where this agreement was being signed, uh, chanting "Death to America." 
So I don't know. These guys just don't seem like the guys I want to get into business with or make any agreements with. Here's here's President Trump. I am announcing today that the United States will withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal. We will be instituting the highest level of economic sanction. Any nation that helps Iran in its quest for nuclear weapons could also be strongly sanctioned by the United States. America will not be held hostage to nuclear blackmail. Today's action sends a critical message. The United States no longer makes empty threats. When I make promises, I keep them. Yeah, now Trump also had some words directly for the Iranian regime. Iran's leaders will naturally say that they refuse to negotiate a new deal. They refuse, and that's fine. I'd probably say the same thing if I was in their position. But the fact is, they are going to want to make a new and lasting deal, one that benefits all of Iran and the Iranian people. When they do, I am ready, willing, and able. Great things can happen for Iran, and great things can happen for the peace and stability that we all want in the Middle East. You know what? You know when when Trump is talking that slow, he's reading from a teleprompter, and uh, and he's making sure he says things just exactly right. But you know what? When you hear him, when you hear him talk. Um, just off the cuff when he's just doing his rallies and he's just talking, you know, without notes or anything, he says the same stuff. He just doesn't say it as slow and it makes so much common sense. Hey, you know what? They're going to, you know, they're going to say, we're not going to give you another deal. And I would say the same thing. Hey, you know what? You're, this guy is just common sense. I know some of you guys don't like him cause he's, he's not very presidential in the way he says some things sometimes. Who cares? Look what he's doing to change the world. Make America great again. Make us uh, make us strong. Make us do all that stuff. This is my president. I hope you feel the same way. And apparently John, John, John Kerry, Lurch, apparently uh, while all this is happening, he must have forgotten he's no longer Secretary of State because he took it upon himself to try to save the deal by secretly meeting with the Iranian foreign minister at the UN. In response, in response the president tweeted, the United States does not need John Kerry's possible, possibly illegal shadow diplomacy on this very badly negotiated Iran deal. He was the one who created this mess in the first place. Well, you know what? That's how America does things, Mr. President. You know, uh, how did we get into our global meltdown in 2008? Well, two guys by the name of Christopher Dodd and Barney Frank uh, created this thing called Subprime with their buddies at Fannie Mae. One of which, one of the, which was actually sleeping with Barney Frank. And, uh, and uh, they created this deal called uh, Subprime so they could help people that can't qualify for loans. Hey, if at first you don't succeed, lower the bar. So uh, that's, how, that's how they see things. And how did we fix it? We got Christopher Dodd and Barney Frank to write the Dodd-Frank law, which created a bunch of chaos in the mortgage industry and uh, pushed push cost of doing everything higher. Anyway, I, I digress. Uh, then uh, Donald Trump tweeted again, John Kerry can't get over the fact that he had his chance and blew it. Stay away from negotiations, John. You're hurting your country. So uh, I'll add in here that I saw someone from uh, PMS, NBC, or CNN. I saw a clip uh, surfing around 
And uh, one of their commentators, it might have been Joe Scarborough, I think it was, says, you know what? John, uh, uh, Donald Trump is so hard up for a deal. He's going to go over to Korea and he's just going to sign anything. He doesn't he doesn't care. Hey, guess what? That's what John Kerry did under our illustrious uh, former former uh, leader, uh, Barack Hussein Obama, that, hey, we're not leaving without a deal. And guess what? They got a crappy deal because they just wanted something. They want to be able to say they made an agreement. You know what? Just it's it's just laughable when they when they start projecting onto the uh, onto the Republicans what the Democrats just finished doing. The Democrats may not may not see pulling out of Iran uh, out of the Iran deal as a, as a foreign policy victory, but the other major achievement this week is harder for them to argue with. As part of the president's ongoing efforts to denuclearize the Korean Peninsula, new Secretary of State Mike Pompeo secretly traveled to North Korea this week on a diplomacy mission to finalize the agenda of Trump's upcoming meeting with Kim Jong-un and to ask for the release of three Americans detained in North Korea. Okay, so you see all this stuff on, on TV. You watch what's going on, but for some reason, no one's talking about who these guys are. So I thought I would just add that in. The three citizens are Kim Dong-chul, a businessman. Apparently in Korea, your last name is really what we call your first name, so everyone's a Kim, because uh, they don't have a very good variety of last names over there. So, uh, so the family names are Kim. So Kim Dong-chul, a businessman, he was arrested in 2015. I don't know, 2015, and served 10 years, serving 10 years on espionage charges. So they called him a spy saying he's trying to get information to, to help the Americans against them. Uh, sounds like what they what they did with uh, with Otto Warmbier as well. Everybody, everything's espionage. Everything's espionage with them. And uh, wait, 2015. Wasn't that two years before uh, Barack Insane Obama got out of office? Couldn't he have done something about this? Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. They don't get anything done. They just talk. But he's so presidential. Uh, the other two guys are uh, Kim Sang-duk, or maybe it's Kim, Kim Sang-duk, D-U-K, I'm not sure, and Kim Hak-song, professors associated with Pyongyang University of Science and Technology. They were both captured last year. Kim Sang-duk, who also goes by Tony Kim, is actually a local guy. He graduated from UC Riverside with a master's degree in 1990. He didn't, they probably don't remember him at UC Riverside because that was 1990 and everybody there's, uh, they can't remember that far away. But his family, uh, his family apparently lives in Corona, so they're all local. So congratulations to the uh, Tony Kim family, getting your uh, family member back. And thank you, President Trump, for doing it. Over the next day and a half of long meetings, diplomacy dinners, and negotiations in the isolated North Korean capital, Pompeo would score the most dramatic foreign policy victory of the Trump administration, securing the release of the three men and bringing them back to American soil, which he did. But in the New York Times, they decided to paint a picture of Pompeo as AWOL, absent without official leave, for those of you that don't understand AWOL, during the president's announcement about pulling out of the Iran deal. The Times ran a story with the headline, at a key moment, Trump's top diplomat is again thousands of miles away. And uh, and this just in on Stormy Daniels. Uh, no, I threw that in for uh, threw that in for uh, the CNN stuff. At almost three o'clock in the morning, Andrews Air, at Andrews Air Force Base, the president met the plane carrying three Americans, the Americans home, standing next to Pompeo, also with his wife, also with uh, Mike Pence. 
I don't think we would have seen uh, Barack Obama stay out of bed. He would have had a nice announcement the next morning in the Rose Garden with the guys at the White House after he had a good night's sleep. And I don't think we would have seen Hillary Clinton up that late either. But Trump, who apparently doesn't need any sleep, with his wife, his vice president, and the sec- well, Secretary of State was on the was on the uh, was on the plane with him, uh, standing next to Pompeo, he took his jab at the New York Times. I think our Secretary of State. Despite the fact that the New York Times said he was missing, he was in North Korea, but I think our Secretary of State has done a fantastic job. Uh, Mike, did you know that you were missing? They couldn't find you. They couldn't find him. Apparently, Trump doesn't think it's it's uh, necessary to to announce everything that everybody does and everywhere everybody is at every given time or to announce our, our battle plans. Uh, to our enemies before we go in and do. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna arrive at two o three and thirty seconds, and we're gonna drop a bomb right over here. And then we're gonna send some covert operators under under the uh, barbed wire, and we're gonna sneak into this house through this window. <clears throat> Something that apparently all the Democrats think that they have the right to know. Guess what? Keep us safe. I don't wanna I don't wanna know about that. So here's the president addressing the media. With the three newly freed men uh, beside him, he didn't name names, and apparently, I think he just didn't want to mess up because he didn't have a teleprompter. He didn't want to mess up their names, because uh, I guess I could, I guess I could uh, relate with that. But here's here's Trump. I want to thank Kim Jong Un, who really uh, was excellent to these three incredible people. They are really three incredible people. And the fact that we were able to get him out so soon was some really a tribute to a lot of things, including a certain process that's taking place right now. I just want to say this is a special night for these three really great people. And congratulations on being in this country. Yeah, congratulations on, uh, hey, you know what? For the life of me, why do people go back to North Korea? You know what? If you're an American and you got a and you didn't get a job here, why would you go to North Korea? I mean, I have an employee and her uh, her son got out of a out of college and took a job teaching English in China, and then I think he's now he think he's in Thailand. But uh, you know that those are friendly areas there. But why would you go to North Korea? Well, I can't get a job here. Uh, there's no jobs here, and I got an offer in North Korea. I got a I got a I got a uh, I got a job offer in Syria to teach English to Syrian uh, terrorists that want to be able to blend in when they get here. I don't know. Are you guys thinking that there's no common sense? And and I hate to, to rain on uh, Otto Warmbier's parents, but why would you let your teenage kid go on a trip to North Korea? I don't know. I don't know. That just doesn't seem, you know, I I understand I'm pro- he was probably 18 before he went over there, so they probably couldn't stop. But I don't care how, how old the kid, my kids get, you know, they're, they're never immune from my opinion and my advice and uh and whether they want it or not they're gonna get it are you stupid or something what are you thinking so uh so and you know what a lot of people are talking about a lot of people are saying well you know what he's making so many nice he's saying so many nice things about uh kim jong-un hey he's He's also out there saying, hey, when I get to North Korea, or it's not going to be in North Korea, they announced the uh, the meeting with Kim Jong-un is going to be June 12th in Singapore. So uh, uh, so when I get over there, if the deal's not good, I'm walking away. 
He's not, wow, this guy's an honorable guy. Kim Jong-un is still Kim Jong-un. The North Koreans still killed Otto Warmbier while he was there. You know, he, they arrested him for espionage because he pulled down a uh, political poster or something out of the hallway of a hotel on a security camera. And, uh, hey, espionage, 10 years hard labor. And they pulled his teeth out and they 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 did all kinds of gnarly stuff to him. We never even saw the condition of him because the, the films that we saw when he came home were not him. We're not him when he got home because apparently his hair was all shaved off and his teeth were pulled and uh, and he had been tortured over there. These people are not honorable people, but we'll see what we'll see if they uh, are having a change of heart. And I'm and I trust Trump to uh, walk away if the deal's no good. You can't get a good deal from a bad guy. Hey, anyway, I'm out of time for part one of the main event. Stay tuned for five minutes of traffic, weather, and commercials and sports and all that other stuff. And we'll be right back with part two. Don't go away. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation. I don't talk a lot about mortgages or financing on the radio because I find that uh, you guys listen more when it's stuff that, when I talk about stuff that's uh, affecting all your lives. And uh, if you're not in the market for it, it's not in your life. But I'm just going to plant seeds here. So you know, if you hear a guy on this show, me, that sounds like he thinks like you, and which means you're probably pretty smart, um, then uh, when you're when it's time for some uh, real estate financing, when it's time to purchase a new home, then uh, to wrap up all your bills into your mortgage, when it's time to uh, to inquire about one of them reverse mortgage things, I talked to a guy on the radio um, that was clearly. Clearly uh, not informed on how reverse mortgages work. This guy didn't need one, but when I talked to him, he said, well, isn't that like uh, surrendering your house to the bank? Uh, you know, I hate to do that, and uh, then you can't get out of it. Hey, you know what? If, if you're, it's, not, it's exactly not like that. It's just like any other mortgage, except for you don't have to make payments if you don't want to. And uh, your kids still get your house when you pass on, and you still can refinance out of it. You can still sell your house. None of that stuff. If you want to get all that cleared up, if you're over 62 and you want to get some information on that, or if you want to buy a house to get your kids out of your house, or if you want to do it, whatever you want to do with real estate financing, call me toll-free, 855-640-2020. 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020, or go to wccloans.com and uh, do it the cyber way. So uh, anyway, so we've been talking about all the, uh, all the, all the ways that America is out of touch. At least the Democrats are out of touch with what's going on and all the good things happen. All the good things that are actually happening as we watch uh, Trump making America great again. Uh, we just need to do this. We need to make sure we vote on June fifth and vote for Travis Allen for governor, so we can try to make California great again too. Because we are off on the wrong trail in this state, the wrong the wrong road. So uh, so this week it was finally time. For the Senate confirmation of Gina Haspel, Trump's nominee to replace Mike Pompeo as CIA director. And uh, as predicted, the Senate Democrats would try to use Haspel's role in the supervising black site interrogations of the terrorists after 9-11 to block her confirmation. Um, Before I start with her beginning, let me just remind everybody, we talked about this a few weeks ago, about her resume and how experienced this is. But, you know, I realize... 
I realized then, hey, they nominated this lady named Gina Haspel, and you know, I read her resume, but it really didn't mean anything to me because I don't know who she is. So hey, this is a name, and she's she's well uh, she's well uh, uh, suited for this role. She's qualified. Um, but now we've had a chance to see her on TV, and I like this lady. She just is straightforward. I like the way she, I like the way she I like the way she thinks. I like the way she uh, apparently the way she testified. Anyway, she seems like uh, and she comes highly recommended from a from some people I respect. But uh, Haspel has a career in intelligence official. She's a career intelligence official. Uh, she joined the CIA in 1985, 33 years ago. Aren't you supposed to retire about 30, 30 some years into your career? I don't know. Well, she's not apparently chief. She was the chief of station in central Europe, Turkey and central Asia, deputy director of national clandestine service, deputy director of national clandestine service for foreign intelligence and covert action, chief of staff for the director of national clandestine service. And in 2017 promoted to deputy director of the CIA by president Trump. I don't know what all that, all those titles mean, but what it does mean is that she was entitled, she was in charge of all kinds of guys that are undercover, that are top secret classified information, um, and uh, stuff overseas that's going on. She probably didn't. She probably gave up most of her adult life to to serve our country, and uh, quite frankly, it's appalling to see how the how the uh, how the uh, confirmation how the Democrats treat her but she opened up she opened up with uh she started with the hearing with this statement my father's watching today he served 33 years in the air force my parents gave me a very strong moral compass i i support the higher moral standard that this country has decided to hold itself to i would never ever take CIA back to an interrogation program. First of all, CIA follows the law. We followed the law then. We follow the law today. And you know what? Uh, thinking about that, her father was 33 years in the Air Force. You know what? I will tell you that um, I always, when I'm, when I'm looking for employees, I'll always, you know, there's something about veterans, people that have served in the military, that they just have a different discipline than, than some of the people that didn't, and I did not serve, um, but somehow I got some uh, some work ethic and some uh, some values anyway from my parents. Well, from my mom, anyway. But uh, uh, so, and I'll t- and I will tell you, I'll you know that that is something to say that you come from a, a military military family. And if you remember, I interviewed uh, Asia Smith, who's running for forty first district uh, Congress uh, of Congress. And uh, against Mark Takano, who is a moron and uh, really only thing he stands for is gay rights. And uh, and I feel a lot more comfortable having someone like Asia in there with uh, with all her military military service background. But anyway, just I'm trying trying to throw some some reminders in there because I know you guys hear me talk about who you should vote for. And I want to remind you because uh, I think the absentee ballots went out this week. So while you're filling that out, I had a few people go. Who are we supposed to? Who? What's that lady's name we're we're voting for? That's uh, the military lady that uh, we're voting for for Congress. So, uh, so just in case, just in case, I'm going to keep reminding you of the people and you people in Corona, Bill Asaley for uh, Assembly as well. So anyway, and uh, those of you in LA, 
whoever's running against uh, uh, Maxine Waters, whoever's running against Brad Sherman, whoever's running against um, um, uh, Adam Schiff, all the morons, vote them out. Vote for somebody again that has an R next to their name. I don't know, really know the people out there. So I'm just telling you, we need to, every two years we have a chance to get rid of these people. Um, I don't think anybody listens up in San Francisco to get rid of uh, Nancy Pelosi. So anyway, we digress. Here's but here's as I said, how the Democrats treated uh, Gina Haspel was uh, really uh, disgusting to me. Here's a sampling of some of the questions. First up is Democrat Mark Warner from Virginia. If this president asks you to do something that you find morally objectionable, what will you do? My moral compass is strong. I would not allow CIA to undertake activity that I thought was immoral, even if it was technically legal. So uh, what would you do? You know, if a rainstorm came out and you didn't have an umbrella, what would you do? I guess I'd get wet. I don't know. Uh, then next is the fake Republican. I say fake because, uh, Susan Collins is of Maine is a Republican, but she acts like a Democrat. She votes against most everything that's Republican. Here's uh here's the moron herself. And the president gave you a direct order to waterboard that suspect. What would you do? Is I do not believe the president would ask me to do that. What would you do? What would you do if you're walking along the sidewalk and there's a little snail walking across? Would you step on it or would you step over it? I don't know. <clears throat> and the biggest moron of them all here is our illustrious senator from California. I can't believe this lady is an attorney. I can't believe this lady is was voted for attorney general of California. I Well, I guess I can because... California voters aren't typically very smart. Um, and uh, but hopefully we're gonna turn that over this this election. And then we've then we elected her for senator. I don't know. Maybe there was somebody better that could have been in there. Uh, a whole list of them. Um, I think it was Tom Del Bacaro running against her on the Republican side. But we were too stupid to to realize what we were doing when we voted for that open open primaries. So it could be Democrats against Democrats. Maybe someone will put that back on the ballot so we actually have Republicans against Republicans and Democrats against Democrats until the general election, then we'll, then uh, one against the other. So the uh, so here's here's Kamala Harris, our uh, our senator. One question I've not heard you answer is: Do you believe that the previous interrogation techniques were immoral? Senator, I believe that. CIA officers to whom you referred. It's a yes or no answer. Do you believe the previous interrogation techniques were immoral? I'm not asking do you believe they were legal. I'm asking do you believe they were immoral? Senator, I believe that CIA did extraordinary work to prevent another attack on this country given the legal tools that we were authorized to use. Please answer yes or no. Do you believe in hindsight? that those techniques were immoral. Senator, what I believe sitting here today is that I support the higher moral standard we have decided to hold ourselves to. Can you please answer the question? Senator, I I think I've answered the question. No, you've not. Do you believe the previous techniques, now armed with hindsight, do you believe they were immoral? Yes or no? You know what? Can you say, I just really want to get a soundbite that we can use that we can use against you later. I just want to hear you say no. Say yes, it was immoral. 
That's all I want to hear you say. What a bunch of morons. You know, these people, these people hate Trump and anybody he nominates to any position more than they love America. How can we make America great if we have if half of our half of our leadership hates hate you know hates hates Trump and his people more than they love America? Want to say hey, you know what? Even uh, even Obama did something. I'm he probably did something that I liked at one time or another. I can't think of any right now because there's they're diluted so much with the with the things I didn't respect. But you know, hey, he hey. He's a cool guy, man. Obama's a cool guy, man. He's a smooth talker. He's a smooth talker. He can read a teleprompter better than anybody. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. He's he's smooth. He probably do my radio show better than I do, but uh, except for he won't believe anything that I'm saying because he's a uh, opposite uh, uh, philosophically. But you know what? Um, it's just it's just amazing. It's just amazing to me how 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 ugly it is out there. It doesn't matter what Trump does. Hey, you brought back three, three, uh, three detainees, three prisoners from North Korea. Oh yeah. Where, what I think I heard, heard somebody say, Oh yeah. He was there last time when he was there in Korea, when Pompeo was there last time. No, no, just leave him there. I'll bring him back the next time after I'm, after I'm officially the secretary of state. You know what? Do you believe that crap? It's it's unbelievable. So so here's one question. She goes, well, here's one question I haven't heard anybody ask. Uh, well, here's one question I have never heard anybody ask. Hey, uh, Mrs. Haspel, Ms. Haspel, apparently Gina. What? Can you keep us safe? Because I think that's what the Central Intelligence Agency is about, keeping us safe. No one even asked that. No one even asked that. All they want to know about is waterboarding. Waterboarding. So. I want to quote a friend of mine, Johnny Joey Jones. If you don't follow this guy on Twitter, if you don't follow this guy on Twitter, you know, if you guys just all follow Johnny Joey Jones on Twitter, that'll take all this stuff out of my show. I'll have to think of something else. I might even start talking mortgages. So uh, Johnny Joey Jones, I just call him Joey. Uh, if For those of you that uh, have never seen him on TV, he's on Fox News uh, pretty regularly, not all the time, but pretty regularly. Uh, he's a, a explosives ordnance disposal uh, uh, technician and uh, lost his legs in Afghanistan. And uh, he is quite the uh, the vocal guy on TV. And he's a youngster. He's about 31. But uh, this guy, I completely respect. Um, and here's here's just a few of his tweets from this week. Um, Evil men. Oh, say, I'll say. Of all the things we do in contradiction to American values, pouring water in the mouths of terrorists isn't one of them. We value our sovereignty and and the freedom most. That includes all it takes to ensure them. Um, he responded to somebody talking about the uh, Gina Haspel. Said, uh, "I disagree. Waterboarding isn't punishment, nor excessive, nor cruel and cruel in intended purpose. It sucks for the recipient." So does shooting them in the forehead from thousands of miles away while they smoke a cigarette. So, uh, and then uh, last, it, dying at the hands of radical Islamic terrorists is un-American. I'm grateful that people like Gina Haspel keep us safe while senators steal our money. You know what? Gina Haspel was working over there in the in the battle zone, and she was making she was helping make decisions of what was going on to keep us safe after 9/11. And you know, all we're worried about is, did we treat these guys right? 
Did anybody forget they threw they they flew uh, two planes into the World Trade Center and another plane into the uh, Pentagon and one was headed for the Capitol, but our but some of the guys on board stopped it and made them crash in Pennsylvania. Anybody remember that? Does anybody remember San Bernardino, the shooting in San Bernardino from uh, two years ago? Does anybody remember uh, the shooting in Orlando? Does anybody remember Fort Hood? Does anybody remember uh, the stuff in France and England? Does anybody remember any of this stuff? Well, you know, we don't want to hurt good Muslims. There's no such thing. If you're a good Muslim, in our, you're probably a bad Muslim because you're not following the the uh the the lifestyle that the Quran lays out because it's kill the infidel kill the infidel if you're not like us if you're not like us you don't you don't worship Allah then we have to either convert you or kill you and we're calling Americans xenophobic well you don't like people that aren't like you hello you're trying to protect the reputation of the people that want to kill us I don't know. Maybe I'm. Uh, I could be wrong, but that just that just angers me. It it ticks me off. And since these interrogations took place during the uh, during the Bush administration, uh, it's appropriate to see what someone from the Bush administration has to say. Here's Dana Perino. Okay, so the misinformation about this entire program has gotten entirely out of control. For the Democrats who think she's not qualified, did they ever think to ask Nancy Pelosi why Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House at the time, or then Minority Leader, never said anything about this program being amoral Mm -hmm. or illegal? She knew about it from the beginning. They didn't say anything until after it was unveiled in the paper. I don't think either of our our, uh, Senator uh, Dianne Feinstein, who's in the Armed Forces uh, Committee, I think she's the head of the Armed Forces Committee, the Senate Armed Forces Committee. So uh, how come she didn't say anything? How come Nancy Pelosi didn't say anything? They all did it, but they're pointing at Gina Haspel like it was her decision. Hey, nobody thought it was immoral till somebody started saying it was immoral. Till the Obama got in there. We just don't do that. We bow down to the Muslim leaders of the, of the country, of the world. And when we draw a line in the sand and they step over it, we don't do anything. We just, we just uh, go into our battle, our battle position, the fetal position, and uh, just don't do anything. Thank God we have a president with some, uh, some guts that's representing us now. And, uh, you know, speaking of Nancy Pelosi, while we're on the Nancy Pelosi thing, she said something at an event this week, uh, which is why the Republicans can't stay, why we can't stay home on June 5th. Pelosi, June 5th, that's for those of you that don't pick up on the date, that's the primary election. Those are the ballots you got in the mail already if you're doing absentee or what you, I think I'm not absentee, but I got my ballot this week. You can't stay home June 5th. You can't throw that thing in the, in with your junk mail, you have to fill it out and send it in or go vote on June 5th um, because we need to, to change California. We need to change this country. Uh, Pelosi was asked about an ad at the National Republican Co- Congressional Committee put on encouraging Republicans to vote in the midterms. They have a new ad that they put out after you um, said you thought you were going to win the majority that says the title was all at stake. It said that you would like to institute a single payer health care program and cancel raise taxes. I think they mean roll back the tax cuts that they passed this year. Is that what do you think of that? Well, the second part there is accurate. (laughs) (laughs) The second part is I roll back tax cuts. (laughs) 
and uh, uh, her her cohort, uh, Juan Williams, her uh, one of her biggest fans, certainly one of Hillary's biggest fans, one on Fox News, Juan Williams. He said, well, you know, these, these these tax reforms, all they really did was help the rich people. Nobody's benefited. You know what? Uh, nobody's taking home more money on their, their checks. Nobody's, uh, nobody's gotten a job because uh, big corporations are using their money to expand. And, of course, it's only been um, four and a half months. So the big, a lot of the corporations that aren't huge and have tons of cash aren't really seeing the effects yet because it's only been four and a half months. So you got to let this thing trickle down. That's what trickle down economics is. Hey, free up the people at the top and let it trickle down into jobs at the bottom all the way through. And it'll trickle down, trickle down, trickle down. People will these. uh, So let's say that you're a small business. You're a small business. You're saving taxes, but you haven't saved a ton of money yet because we're only four and a half months into the year. You're saving money. You're making plans. And as you save money, you start adding employees. You start... Uh, expanding, spending money on different things that create more business, that create more jobs, that create more profit, that create uh, raises for your employees. And those employees go and spend that money at restaurants. And they spend that money at Best Buy. And they spend that money at the at the mall. And they spend that money on new cars. And they spend that money at new housing tracks and buy new houses. And that keeps people that build TVs and build uh, and ma- and cook and send uh, waitress and waiter and uh, and all those people employed, so they have more money. It trickles down. Don't listen to trickle down economics doesn't work because guess what? Trickle down economics does work. It's called free market capitalism. So uh, the other thing that they mentioned was single payer. Uh, if you take my advice, you go follow Joey Jones on Twitter. He had a Twitter uh, a Twitter chain. Uh, or a feed or thread thread this week where he went into apparently uh, uh, his doctor stopped taking Tricare, which is a, uh, which is uh, one of the, the, the uh, insurances that the, that the veterans get. And he had to, to uh, travel to Atlanta to, uh, to refill his pain medication. The guy's missing two, two legs. He's got prosthetics on both legs and he's got uh and he's got one arm that's uh that's injured. And if and if this guy had had some pain based on how he got these injuries, hey, give him whatever he needs. So he drives over to Atlanta, read the read the 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 email chain or the 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 Twitter chain and see what he went through. He was tweeting all the way through five hours sitting in an emergency room and how he got treated at the Atlanta VA. And uh, and how hey, but we had a combat veteran that was going to head the VA, and the and the Democrats pushed him out by a bunch of phony stories about whatever he did with uh, employees, and uh, that none of it was substantiated, and we pushed him out. You know what? Our veterans deserve better than that, and that's what'll happen with single payer. And something I didn't mention this whole time: that little baby in uh, in England. They have single payer in England and that little baby that they said couldn't be cured and uh, they wouldn't let the baby out, baby Alfie or something like that. And they wouldn't let, let him out. Hey, the government taking over our health care is not what we want. Yeah, but everybody should have health care. Guess what? Everybody should have health care. But guess what? That's not how it works. That's not going to be the best for this country. So uh, anyway, let's get on to uh, my last topic is uh, Jeff Sessions, Attorney General Jeff Sessions. At this point where uh, he's got both Democrats and Republicans questioning his fitness, he started out this week angering Democrats with this strong statement at the U.S.-Mexico border. 
I have put in place a zero-tolerance policy for illegal entry uh, on our southwest border. If you cross the border unlawfully, then we will prosecute you. It's that simple. If you smuggle illegal aliens across our border, then we will prosecute you. If you are smuggling a child, then we will prosecute you. And that child may be separated from you as required by law. And somehow I think that strong statement would sound a little stronger if someone else made it. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to sound tough with that uh, Alabama draw. But on the other side of the coin, Republicans are mad at Sessions Department of Justice for not turning over documents related to the Clinton campaign and the, and the Democrat National Committee's role in creating the phony Russian dossier, and the fact that Session is allowing the FBI to pass on to pass on looking on the personal at the personal phone messages between Peter Stroke. I know his name's really Stroke. Peter Stroke and Lisa Page. Here's the head of the House Intelligence Committee, Devin Nunes. Uh, We sent a letter two weeks ago to the Department of Justice, a classified letter. Uh, They ignored that letter. We had to then issue a subpoena last week. We issued a subpoena. Then finally on Thursday, they got back to us and said they weren't going to comply with the subpoena. Uh, now, over the course of the last few days, they continue to leak ridiculous stories, leak, leak stories of classified meetings that occurred at the White House uh, that, quite frankly, some of us weren't even aware of these meetings, but they're coming to us with accusations that clearly had to have been leaked by the Department of Justice and the FBI. And if you're hearing right now that's happening right now, announcing your phone, we're finding out that there were emails between uh, James Comey and Robert Mueller before he testified between uh, the Senate and congressional meetings. Before he testified, he talked to the independent counsel. I don't think that makes him an independent counsel because it sounds like he's coaching one side, one side or another. Hey, folks, I'm all out of time to tell you about what's going on in this country. So keep your eyes open. Keep your mind open and uh, get ready to vote on June 5th. Uh, My name is Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event. I'll be back again with you next week. The content of this program is not intended to be legal advice. The views expressed are those of Ed Hoffman and his invited guests and do not necessarily reflect views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747 and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. MB Number 096199.